You're listening to the Life in Christ Church podcast, your place for life-changing messages that will build your faith and propel your life. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? But praise God. We, we, um, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit the last, yeah, thank you so much, ushers. Yep, you guys can take it. Thank you very much. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit uh, probably for, I think, two months now. Uh, I think after, after uh, even before Jim Hockaday was here, I believe, we were talking about the Holy Spirit. And we really, we started in the book of John and, and, and we saw how Jesus promised the disciples that when he left, he would send the Holy Spirit or the Comforter. Uh, we saw that uh, Jesus said, I will send another who is just like me. And that word another comes from the Greek word alos, which means identical. I will send another one who is identical to me. Uh, and so in other words, if you have the Holy Spirit, it's like you have Jesus. One who acts just like Jesus, talks just like Jesus, will respond the same way, thinks just like Jesus. And that's the reality of it. We have it better than the disciples did. You know, a lot of people, I wish I lived back in the day when Jesus was on the earth so that I can ask Jesus questions. Well, you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you if you're born again. Uh, you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you that, that, that wants to help you, that wants to assist you in every area of your life. And that was the, the purpose, really, um, and the reason why I felt the Holy Spirit had told me to preach on, on that because we need to become more aware of Him. Uh, he only will, will help if we allow Him to, if we yield to Him. And most of us keep Him out of the equation. Uh, it's, or we, uh, we bring Him in uh, absolute last resort. I mean, we've tried everything and then we're like, well, maybe we should try and pray. I guess it's come to prayer, right? When really it should be the first response. It should be the, the, the go-to, the default. Uh, it, would cause, it, it would really prevent a lot of heartache, too, in a lot of areas. There are some things I'm so glad that I asked the Holy Spirit how to handle uh, because if I didn't, it would have blown up. Uh, there are times I didn't ask the Holy Spirit and just acted according to what made sense, and it is blown up. Uh, and so, you know, sometimes just because it makes sense, uh, that doesn't mean it's going to work. And that's why it's important to be aware of the Holy Spirit in everything that we do, in our marriage, how to deal with our spouses, how to deal with our children, come on, how to deal with co-workers. Uh, in every, every area, the Holy Spirit is available, and He's an expert. Come on, He's not, he's not just uh, a jack-of-all-trade, master of none. He is a master of every single area. Uh, I, I mean, even the soundboard, I remember when we first got that thing, I mean, it's like technical, has all different buttons, all different things. And the best sound person we had was me, and that's pathetic because I don't know anything about those things, not a, nothing. Uh, and so many times I'd be back there, oh, Lord, what do I do? Or, and it would just come to me, literally, Holy Spirit, what do I do? Praying in tongues, oh, Rabbi, the Holy Spirit say, do this, hit this. And I would know, I would have a knowing on the inside, uh, and, and, I, and I would act on it, and man, it would, it would alleviate the whole situation. And so maybe you guys should start praying in tongues back there to get the answer. <laughs> you hear it? You fixing it? Technical difficulties are getting ironed out. Uh, so that was the purpose, to, to really, you know, become more aware of the Holy Spirit. And we looked at uh, all different facets of the Holy Spirit. So go back and listen to these uh, tapes again. Lis listen to these messages because it's vital. Vital. It, being led by the Spirit 
praying in tongues, knowing who the Holy Spirit is and his role uh, are, are critical to seeing success in your life in that area. And I've said this before, most of our problems uh, stem from spiritual ignorance or people perish for lack of understanding. You just don't know what the Bible has to say about it. You're, 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 you're ignorant concerning that area and so you don't see the fruit in that area. Uh, and so we want to see fruit. Come on, I want to see fruit in your life. I want to see you uh, succeeding in the things that God has for you. Come on, I want to see you prospering in every area, even as your soul prospers. Uh, and so revelation is what's needed. And so, Father, we pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation in this house. We thank you, Father, that the eyes of our understanding are being enlightened. I declare revelation, knowledge flows freely, unhindered and un, uh, uh, uninterrupted. I thank you, Father, that we're going further than we've ever gone. We're going deeper than we've ever gone. I, I ask that you become so real to us this very morning. Father, we want everything you have for us. Everything you have for us. We don't want to leave anything on the table. So, Father, we declare we hit the mark in this service. We do exactly what want us to do in this service, and I declare that people are, are, are transforming in this service. People are being touched and healed in this service. I declare people are increasing. Come on, I declare faith and hope being imparted into your spirit in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, shout amen. Amen. Uh, and so that's what we're after. We're looking to, to succeed and, and to do everything that God has called us to do. I'm not doing religion. I'm not just coming here to hang out. I love you, but I want to see results. Come on. I want to see miracles like I've never seen them. I want to see you changing and transforming. What good is it if you just come, sing Kumbaya, and go home and have no answer to the problem? No answer to the circumstance and the situation that you're facing. You just come and we hang out. Oh, God bless you. How you doing? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You don't know nothing about blessed. You have no idea what that word even means. You're, you're not seeing any fruit in your life. Uh, and, and, and I'm talking to, to, to Christians that just continue to live in that pattern. I understand if you just came in or, or you're dealing, everybody's dealing with things. I'm not minimizing that. But, but we will see some things turn in this house. We will see fruit in, in, in our lives. Um, and so today, I don't know if it's going to be a series. I don't know. How long we're going to go with this it might just be one day. It might be two, might be three. I'm not sure. Um, but we're going to talk about turning your adversity into victory. <laughs> Thank you for your enthusiasm. I said we're going to talk about turning your adversity into victory. Uh-huh. Adversity into victory. Um, you know, many of you are going through situations or... If you're not, you will be, right? Uh, because adversity comes to each and every one of us. Uh, and so don't think that because you're facing adversity that there's something wrong with you. Uh, you know, as, as a pastor, if I start to feel symptoms, you know, if I start to feel sick, you know, the enemy will come. Whoa, 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 what about that, that healing stuff you preach? Look, at you're the pastor and you're getting sick. You're not, you're not strong as you thought you were. And the enemy will start to bombard and start to work on me. But I've learned that he's a liar. But I just want to encourage you, if you're facing symptoms, let's say you got prayed for when Brother Jim was here or we had you come up here and pray and you received your healing and you knew it, man, I'm healed. But two weeks later, that thing creeps back up. And the devil starts telling you, man, you're not as strong as you thought you were. Man, you, you, you don't know anything about faith. God, God's not healing you. Uh, you're not going to get your healing anymore. That, that's a fluke. It was a lucky one-off that you got healed. The devil will start to work on you. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Right? The devil will start to work on you. But symptoms are a lot like temptation. 
Temptation is not a sin. How do I know? Because Jesus was tempted in every single way, yet he sinned not. And so the enemy will try to use temptation to, to, to open the door, to, to try to get you to fall back in or in another sin or something new, whatever. But he'll use symptoms the same way. He'll put symptoms on you to try to, to try to get away, to try to open up that door. If you yield to that symptom, that door gets opened just that much more. So the level in which you yield is the level in which that door starts to open up. What do I mean by yield? You start getting that symptom, oh man, and you start talking because that's the first thing. What you say in the middle of crisis, or actually at the beginning of the crisis, what you say is vital. The tongue is like a rudder. So James says, like a rudder. A small rudder controls a large ship. When you're in the midst of, of a battle and you're getting attacked, you're getting symptoms, what you say is important. If you start opening the door and say, man... I don't know if I'm really healed. Maybe it's just my thorn in the flesh that I'm supposed to carry. Maybe the Lord is, is teaching me something with this sickness, teaching me humility. Maybe it's just my cross to bear. I mean, have heard people talk like that? Maybe you've talked like that in the past. Listen, it ain't no thorn in the flesh. It is not your cross to bear. Sickness comes from the pit of hell, and you need to treat it like you would sin. I don't tolerate sin in my house. Uh-huh, come on. I don't tolerate sin in my house. If I, if I see some nasty pictures on, on the television, I shut that down. I'm not letting that thing linger. I'm not letting that thing grab a foothold in my life, right? And so same thing with sickness. I treat sickness just like I would drugs or alcohol. I hate drugs. I hate it because of what it's done to people's lives, what it's done to my life. I was a drug addict, full-blown, and I know what it's like to be in bondage to, to drugs. So I, I hate it, and I've made up my mind I hate sickness the same way. So when it shows its ugly face, I resist it with everything I have. I don't allow it to linger. I start to do what I know to do. By his stripes, I'm healed. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I start to pump healing scriptures into my ears, getting it into my spirit, right? Because the Bible says a strong spirit will sustain a man in times of trouble. If you faint in time of battle, the Bible says, your strength is weak. If you faint in times of battle, your strength is weak. And so I'm done fainting. Come on, how many of you are done fainting here? How many of you say, I'm done fainting. I'm done getting whooped by the devil. I'm done putting up with his crap. I've had enough. Come on, you have to get fed up. You have to get fed up. If you're going to turn the corner, you have to get fed up with your current situation. Fed up fed up. And that's what it took. It took me getting fed up with going around the same mountain, getting high, you know, lying, cheating, doing all kind of crazy stuff, and just hitting rock bottom. Hitting, but it took a few hits until I realized I'm done with this. That's when I had the energy, the strength to, 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 to look and, and find ways of changing. And thank God I found Jesus. Thank God. And, and he changed everything. And, and it's incredible. And, but he'll do that. It doesn't, you don't have to have a drug problem for God to help you. <laughs> I mean, you know that, right? No matter what your situation is that you're trying to turn or maybe sickness or whatever that is, God is ready to help you. Anyway, so adversity into victory. You may be going through situations that in the natural, it looks like there's no way out. But let me tell you something, that's in the natural. That's not in God. That's not in the Word. Come on, that's not in Christ. In God, there's always a way out. Come on. I said in God, there is always a way out. In the natural, it may seem totally impossible. The children of Israel leaving Egypt, they're running. They're like, oh, we're out of here. And they come against the Red Sea. Oh, my goodness. This looks absolutely impossible in the natural. Come on, how many you know crossing the Red Sea is impossible? But God, come on, but God. Remember that phrase, but God. So when you're coming up 
a Red Sea in your life. You know, man, God, this, God, this is nothing for the Lord. With man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And so you need to keep that at the forefront of your mind. It ain't over until God says it's over. And God never says it's over until you win. Come on. It ain't over until God says it's over. And God never says it's over until you win. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You know, it ain't, I ain't going to say nothing in my <laughs> It ain't over fat lady sings is what they used to say. But thank God it ain't over until God says it's over. Glory to God. And some of us may have caused our own adversity, right? Some of us may have, have, have been the, 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 one, the catalyst or, or the one who has caused our world to fall apart. Come on, how many of you have been there, have, have been the, the reason why or the major reason why uh, adversity has hit your house, right? And so I've been there. I, you know, I, I've done things. Where, man, it has caused issues, but I'm so grateful that that did not disqualify me from the help of God. I want you to know that. Just because you made the mess, that doesn't mean that God disqualified you. Come on. God doesn't disqualify you. He is merciful. Thank God for His mercy. He's merciful. Come on, gracious. He delight. I love that song. God delights in showing mercy. He delights in showing mercy. You know, I delight seeing my daughter smile. I delight in giving her gifts. And God delights in showing me mercy. He gets excited about showing mercy. Come on. Now, let me tell you something. I don't want to live. I mean, I, listen, because I, I, people can twist this and, and, and do what they want. Well, God's merciful. God's merciful. When the grace of God hits you, it's not the ability to cover. It's not grace. is not going to cover up your sin. It'll, oh, it'll give you the power and it will empower you to overcome the sin. Come on, right? Uh, and, but, but, you know, people are all at all different places. And, and some of us uh, need to go. Some of us have, uh, have a tendency to go around the same mountain over and over. And I'm just telling you that there's grace available. Hallelujah. Come on. There is help and mercy available. Um, and, you know, I want you to ask yourself this question. Is the way of life that I'm choosing producing the outcome that I desire? Is the way of life that I am choosing producing the outcome that I desire. Now, you can apply that to specific areas of your life. Now, you may be doing well in these four areas, but is the way of life that I'm choosing, as far as being a dad, producing the outcome that I desire? Is, is, is the way of life that I'm choosing producing the outcome I desire in my marriage? You know, if, I, if, I, the, if the life that I desire uh, to fish and golf every day and to hang out and, and don't come home, if that's the life I desire... It's going to produce a pretty bad outcome at home. And so i got to ask myself, is this the outcome that I want? Is, is this what I want to do? Is this what I want to see in my life? And so with that in mind, you know, you, 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 have, to, you have to realize it's up to you to change the situation. God has given us the ability, Deuteronomy 30, uh, verse 19, I set to record heaven and earth this day before you. I put before you life, death, blessing, cursing. Choose life that you and your seed may live. You have to choose life. You have to choose to want to succeed. God has given you the ability and the strength. You have to make the decision to, to, to win in that area. Come on. You are in charge of your success. You. God will help you. I, and, and you're not, not going to be the one that, that produces it. But once you choose life, you're choosing to yield to the Spirit of God. You're choosing to yield to, to the ways of God. You're choosing to do things the way God has prescribed them. And that's when you're going to see the life. 
But you have to make that decision. Well, you know, I'm trying to... No, you either do or you don't. Uh, and, and once you do, you may make some mistakes. I'm not talking about being perfect, but you have to settle it in your heart that I'm going to go for it. And I may make some mistakes, but I'm going for it. I'm going to turn this situation around by the grace of God. I'm going for it. I'm sick of, of dealing with this sickness. I'm sick of dealing with, with, with this issue in my relationship with my children. I'm sick of dealing with this problem in my marriage. I'm going to face it, and I'm going to go after it. Come on. I'm going to go after the giant, right? Come on. David ran at his giant with his mouth open. You uncircumcised Philistine. You need to run at your problem. Come on with the word of God coming out of your mouth. Glory, right? Never run at your giant with your mouth shut. That's what Pastor Mark always says. Never run at your giant with your mouth shut. And, and you, you can't say anything if you don't have anything on the inside. That's why we emphasize renewing your mind, feeding your spirit. How do you do that? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Getting in the Word of God. Studying the Word of God. Nowadays, there are so many different versions that you can find one that, that'll help you understand. You know, I understand the King James Version is very difficult to read. If you're, if you're cracking the book for the first time, cracking the Bible open for the first time, thee and thou, and the, it's like, oh, man, it's intimidating. Listen, there are other versions that you can get a hold of, and some are less accurate than others, but, but for you to start somewhere, you know, find something to help, right? And so... I, I thought that was a cool little reference there. He said, you will live by your sword hand to mouth and you will serve your brother. But when you can't take it anymore, when you get fed up, you'll break loose and run free. Glory. And so God, when you turn to God, he doesn't, even, he, he doesn't only restore, but he repays. Come on. He does not only restore, but he repays. And I, I think one of the best examples uh, that we see in the Bible is in the book of Job. And Job is a book that's pretty, you know, misconstrued. People really don't understand the book of Job. The Lord taketh and the Lord giveth. You know, they, they, they come up with all kind of weird doctrines uh, as it pertains to Job. Let's turn there. I won't go too much into it, but go to Job chapter 1. And in Job chapter 1, it lists everything that Job owns, his resources, as far as his wealth goes. Uh, and, and historians and theologians debate this, but the book of Job only really uh, encompasses nine months to a year of his life. That's it. It's just a, a snapshot into the life of Job. One year, let's just say one year into the life of Job. You know, if you've read the book of Job, it's the worst year anybody's ever had, right? It's worse than any year I've ever had. I guarantee you it's worse than any year you've ever had or anybody you know. I mean, it was all hell breaking loose. Uh, the devil had asked uh, God, uh, 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 if, he could, if he could attack Job, uh, and God said, I'll give you the ability to tempt him, but you cannot touch his life. Uh, and so that's what really brought down the protection. Job uh, was tempted and yielded. And the Bible says that Job said, what I have greatly feared has come upon me. That's what brought down the wall of protection for Job. He said, what I have greatly feared has come, up, come upon me. Fear attracts the devil just like faith attracts God, right? And so we've talked about fear here before. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. If you tolerate fear, it will contaminate your faith. And faith is how we operate in the kingdom of God. And if you allow your faith to get contaminated, you now are at a severe disadvantage. Because if the devil can get you out of the faith realm, he'll whoop you every time. 
If the devil gets you to the place where you're now operating based upon what you see, based upon what you feel, based upon what you, 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 your surroundings, you're in trouble. We don't go by what we see. We go by what we believe. That's called faith, right? We operate according to what we believe. If the Bible says it, we believe it, and that settles it. That's it. That's what we believe. And so Job, well, let's, let's read it. Job chapter 1. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, and one who feared God and shunned evil. And seven, he had seven sons, three daughters were born to him. Verse 3, also his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yokes of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household so that, the man, so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the east. And so we know Job lost everything. And Job's friend tried to get him to curse God. His own wife tried to get him to turn his back on God because that's the devil's trick. When you're going through it, he wants you to turn your back on God. That's what he's up to. He's bringing this. He's tempting you. He's bringing chaos into your life, which you've yielded to in my life. I'm the same way. When there's chaos in my life, it's because I've yielded to it. Because if, if it comes and I resist it, the Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he flees. If I don't resist and I allow him to, to, to wreak havoc, you know, that, that, that's because I let him. He can't do anything I don't let him. I mean, you know, he can't do anything we don't let him, right? I said, right? You, he can't do anything we don't let him do. We have the authority. The name of Jesus is higher than any other name, right? We have the weapons. We have everything we need. Uh, and so... Uh, you know, the devil's working on him. Turn your back on him. Curse God and die. That's what Job's wife told him. Just, why don't you just curse him and die? He's abandoned you. Uh, and the devil will be whispering in your ear, God, don't, God is not helping you. God is a, he's mad at you. He's abandoning you. He don't want anything to do with you. How many of you have heard things like that? That is a lie from the pit of hell. Recognize it as a lie. You have to, uh, you have, to have that ability to recognize the truth from a lie. And the only way you can do that is by having the truth in you. You recognize, wait a minute, that's not in the Word. Wait a minute, that's not according to what God said. Well, God sent that to you to teach you a lesson. How? What? Wait a minute, John 10.10, 10, Jesus came that I may have life and have it more abundantly. Devil, you're the one that kills, steals, and destroys. But if you don't know that, you'll go around thinking it's, the God, it's God the one that's putting that on you. So how are you going to pray to God to take something away that he put on It's like, oh, forget it. And so it's important to recognize that the devil's trick is to get you to turn your back on, on God. That's what he wants you to do. And so if you fast forward all the way to Job chapter 42, 42 verse 12, Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. For he had, and it goes on the list, I'll, I'll, I'll read them, 14,000 sheep, 1,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, 1,000 female donkeys. That's exactly double. That's exactly double what he had in the beginning. So God not only restored him, uh, uh, not only helped him, but he restored him. And God never restores that equal. So if the devil takes a dollar, God doesn't say, well, devil, you got to pay him back a dollar. It's at least double. <laughs> double for your trouble. Come on. Somebody say double. Double for my trouble. You can press in and say, devil, double for my trouble. You've stolen here, and I'm telling you, you'll get to the place where you'll get too expensive for the devil to mess with. Come on. Double for my trouble. Joyce Meyer has a great book, Double for Your Trouble. 
and it comes from the book of Job. And we'll get into it probably next week. You also, if you have the faith for it, can put a demand in Proverbs. If you, the Bible says in Proverbs that if you catch a thief, right, he has to repay you how many times? Seven. Many, many testimonies of being repaid seven times. No, you have to have faith in that. You have to believe in that. But I mean, no, double for your trouble is pretty good. Double for your trouble. I remember we, uh, we were in, when we lived in St. Louis, somebody broke into our home while we were away and took everything, man. Uh, you know, just robbed us. <laughs> and it was our fault. <laughs> I left the window open. Sarah left the window open. <laughs> no, it was actually me. I left the window open. And so we were in Texas on vacation at a conference, a Christian conference. And, uh, and I get a call. Hey, man, I, your, your door's open. Seems like somebody broke into your house. Uh, and, you know, I'm like, oh, man, I'm at a Christian conference. How the heck, God, you let that happen? You know, my, my, the devil starts working on you. Just working on you. And man, you, God don't care about you. Man, you're over here uh, getting the word, and, 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 man, your house gets robbed. And I say, oh, man, this is, so we go back, and, you know, it was pretty bad. It took everything. Uh, but someone had told me to get renter's insurance uh, early on. And I, I never, you know, I rented before, never got renter's insurance. I got renter's insurance. And, man, I'm telling you, I couldn't believe what they were paying us. Uh, they, we made out so well like bandits. And even to this day, I leave my door open hoping somebody goes in there and takes everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we made out so good. And, you know, I said, double, d- double for my trouble. Glory to God. Double for my trouble. Got made up. And, you know, there were some things that even, you know, you can't put a price on. There are some, some valuable things that were taken. And we're still believing God for those things to come back. You know, Things like the pearls, some things, you know, that were passed down. And, and I had a, a firearm that was given to me that, that, um, that my aunt gave to me, and she passed away. And it was valuable to me. And, and money, you can't put a price on that. But I know, I know God will have the devil repay that to me in spades. And I'm not letting go. We, we, every once in a while, we will remind the devil, you got to pay her. And it'll come. It will come. But, it, you know, you operate according to what you understand and what you know. And so if you don't know this, you'll never put this into action and you'll never reap the rewards. So you go home this week and you see where the devil has stolen from you. Devil, you stole this, double for my trouble. You stole here, double for my trouble. You've stolen my health here and my time away, double for my trouble. Come on, double, double, at least double. Praise God. Um, and so, I, you know discouragement is what the devil uses. He wants to get you in a place of discouragement. I like what C.S. Lewis says. He says, if Satan's arsenal of weapons were restricted to a single one, it would be discouragement. If Satan's arsenal of weapons were restricted to a single one, in other words, if Satan could only use one weapon, it would be discouragement. You know, the Bible shows us in Proverbs 13, 12, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Proverbs 19, 25, heaviness in the heart of man makes it stoop. And we know that when the Bible talks about heart, when it mentions the word heart, it's not talking about your organ, you're not talking about the muscle that pumps blood into your body, it's referring to your spirit, right? And so you could read it this way, hope deferred makes the spirit sick. It's saying that hope deferred makes the spirit man sick. Literally, when you are in a place of discouragement, your spirit man malfunctions. It causes your spirit to malfunction. When you lose hope, your spirit man malfunctions. 
And, and, and we know how important a strong spirit is to standing in a time of battle. And so the enemy will work his best, will try his best to get you in a place of discouragement where you just have no hope, where you just, you, you can't see past your problems and your situation and your circumstance. But I'm here to tell you that there is light at the end of the tunnel. I'm here to tell you that it gets better. I'm here to tell you that God has a plan for your life to succeed, to do well. Come on, if you're still drawing air from this earth, God has a plan and a purpose for you that's better than you ever thought thought or imagine come on don't give up don't quit don't throw in the towel Galatians 6 9 says if you don't get weary and well-doing in due season you shall reap in other words if you don't quit you win if you just don't quit too many people quit too many people throw in the towel it's easy to throw in the towel any Tom, Dick, and Harry can throw in the towel. It takes someone, come on, with courage. Someone who says, you know what, I'm going to stand. And when I'm standing and I'm, I'm getting hit, I'm going to do, I'm going to stand some more. That's what I'm going to do. You got to make up your mind. You got to get determined that I'm not going to be a loser. I'm going to be a winner. I'm going to fight. Come on, for my family. I'm going to fight. Come on, for me, my children. I'm going to fight for those around me. Come on. Your families are at stake. It's not about you. Man, if I go down, my kids see a whole nother life. You know that? It, 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 I, I have to stay in the fight. You know, I'm, I get attacked and, I, and, you know, thank God, God is, His grace is strong and, and, and sufficient. But there were times in the past where maybe you just want to throw in the towel. You don't want to do this anymore. Not in pastoring, but, you know, as a husband, as a father, you know, thought comes to you, just run, get the heck out of here, you know. And people do it. How many know people do it? People take that thought, leave their families, and then the kids are all kind of problems, and the devil's like, yeah, I got him. Next one. All because of discouragement. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. It's, it's, it's the oldest trick in the book. Hopelessness. No hope. No hope. You know, people in jail, when they, when they, when they resolve to, to just giving up, I, I've, I've, I know people who've been in jail, and, and they have to have something to hope in. They have to have something to latch onto, to, 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 to feel like, man, I, I can keep going. Otherwise, it's just like, you just, you just want to throw in the towel. And that, you know, in our marriage, we've decided we're fighters. And I'm going to give you a tip here if you're married. Throw the word divorce out of your vocabulary. You never, we've decided never, ever, ever will we use the word divorce. Ever. I don't care how bad it gets. We're standing and we're going to fight. Come on. We're, we're going to see this thing through. If we got to get help, we're going to get help. Whatever we got to do. But we will fight for this marriage. And if you throw around the word divorce, man, I'm telling you, it's going to be a matter of time before you're there signing those papers. It's not an option. Failure is not an option. I didn't say mistakes are not an Mistakes will happen. Just because you fail does not make you a failure. A failure stays down. A failure doesn't get back up. A failure says, you know what, I quit. That's a failure. Making mistakes is not a failure. What did your dad always tell you that you said, man, always blessed you and helped you whenever you would make a mistake? That, I, that he would tell you, you are not the, the, the sin, you're not the mistake. Hate the sin, not, not, not herself. You know, and that's the whole thing with, with people that are gay or drug addicts. Oh, you hate gays? No! 
you hate drug addicts. No, I hate the sin. I can't stand drugs. I can't stand uh, uh, gay. You know, it's a sin. The Bible calls it a sin. But not the people. The people are just the ones being used, the, one that are, the ones that are yielding to it. Uh, and so, you know, that, that's something that, that we've learned that in our marriage that has helped us out tremendously, that we're going to stand and fight regardless of what comes our way. And you have to make that same decision in your life in whatever area it is for you. I'm not going to say this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to do what it takes to fight. Amen? Do what it takes to fight. And everyone faces adversity. Um, I'm going to read to you a couple of scriptures. You don't have to turn there. You can write them down. Just a little bit about what we can expect from God in times of adversity. Psalms 94 verse 14 in the message says, God will never walk away from his people. No, never. He will never desert his precious people. Rest assured that justice is on its way. Somebody say, help is on the way. Come on, help is on the way. Psalms 9, 9 through 10 in the Passion Translation. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed. A refuge in times of trouble. For everyone who knows your wonderful name keeps putting their trust in you. They can count on you for help no matter what. Oh Lord, you will never, no never neglect those who come to you. Man, I love that. They can, we can count on God for help no matter what. We can count on God for help no matter what. Yeah, but Pastor, I'm the one that made this mess. I did this, I did that. No matter what, you can count on God for help. Man, he will never neglect those who come to him. Never will he neglect those who come to him. Psalms 27, verse 1 and verse 3 in the message. So with him on my side, I'm fearless, afraid of no one and nothing. Verse 3, when besieged, I'm calm as a baby. When all hell breaks loose, I'm collected and cool. The, the, the writer uh, here in Psalms is saying, because God is on my side, because I know what he's done for me, what I know he, how, how much he loves me and how much he's for me, that even when all hell is breaking loose, man, I'm cool as a baby. I got no, I'm just cool as a cucumber, as they say, meaning I'm not worried. Come on, you, you, need, to, you need to get that in you here this morning. It, it, when all hell breaks loose, fear not. Come on, don't allow worry and anxiety to come upon you. Uh, you, you need to act like you have a covenant with the Almighty God. Come on, we have a covenant. Come on, say, I have a covenant with Almighty God. That's the best person you can have a covenant with. That's better than any mafia boss. Come on, <laughs> it's better than any, knowing any president. You have a covenant with the Almighty. Praise the Lord. And so when we're going through something, let's not fall apart. Let's act like we have a covenant with Almighty God. Let's act like God is on our side. Come on, let's act like God is for us. Let's act like He's our Father and cares and loves us and wants to see us do well. Amen. Psalms 34, verse 17 in the New Living Translation. The Lord hears His people when they call Him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. He rescues them from all their troubles. Glory to God. Every single one. Drug problem, sex problem, this problem, that problem, relationship problem. Uh, you know, the whole nine. He rescues us from every single one of them. Every one of them. Praise God. These are just a few verses talking about the promises of God to be with us. Comfort us. 
deliver us from our adversity. Bottom line, God can be depended on. Refuse to faint. Refuse to give up. Refuse to quit. Say that. Say, refuse to faint. I refuse to give up. I refuse to quit. Amen. Last thing before I pray for you. Deuteronomy chapter 30. And this is good. I want to point this out because a lot of times we think that God will help us this time, but next time it's like, ah, man, I don't know if he's going to help me again. Do I, can I really return to him with this problem? He, you know, man, doesn't he have other things to do? Uh, and so we need to know that we can continue to return to God. We can continue to return to God in our mess, in our situation, in our circumstance. We can continue to turn to him. Deuteronomy chapter 30, starting in verse 2. And you return to the Lord your God and obey his voice according to all that I command you today. You and your children with all your heart and with all your soul. Verse 3, that the Lord your God will bring you back from captivity and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where the Lord your, your God has scattered you. Now, if you read in the, in the Old Testament, the Israelites, man, they, they would, God would bless them, they would do amazing and and then they would turn from God they would worship idols or or you know they would do something that was displeasing in the eye of the Lord meaning they didn't follow his ways they decided I'm not going to do things God's way I'm going to do things uh, the pagan way or, or the, the you know I'm going to yield to the culture I mean you know that's what we're facing here the culture we're facing this world's way of doing things and so the children of Israel would would not obey God and do things their way and man all hell would break loose and they would they would suffer and, and have issues not because God would necessarily do it to them but how many of you know when you don't do things God's way and decide to, to to do things the world's way you open yourself up for an attack come on you literally open yourself up when you follow God he, he'll keep you protected but when you decide sorry God and you just do your own thing you're kind of on your own and thank God he's merciful and he, and, and you know he, he, he'll, he'll help but man I don't want to live that way I want to live following God so you'll see all through that but anytime the children of Israel cried out to God he came and met them every single time they turned their face to God he would restore the king he would he would restore the town restore the nation and so our you know our issue our our battle is not against the Philistines our battle is against the enemy and the culture and so if we return to God as it says here in Deuteronomy chapter 30 if you will return meaning come back again and again if you will come back to the Lord your God and obey his voice and do according to what he has commanded you you and your children with all your heart and with all your soul, the Lord your God will bring you back from captivity and have compassion on you. Glory to God. He will have compassion on you. So you can continue to return. Um, verse 9 says, the Lord your God will make you abound in all the work of your hand, in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in your produce of the land for good. For the Lord your God will rejoice over you for good as he has rejoiced over your fathers. So not only will he help you, again, you'll see here that he restores and blesses. The Lord your God will make you abound. I declare that you will abound in every good work. Come on, you will come behind in no good thing. Come on, that hand of the Lord will be upon you and you will increase in everything you find yourself doing. If you believe that, shout amen. amen. Come on, glory to God. And so Satan is a liar. If he's telling you right now there's no way out, just put a smile on your face and say, that is a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. 
Come on, I'm returning to my Father. I'm returning to God. He's going to restore me double for my trouble. Come on, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm healed. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm going to fulfill my destiny. The devil is done robbing from me. Come on. How many believe the devil is done robbing from you? Right? I've made up my mind. I'm tired of the devil robbing from me. And so uh, we're going to learn probably next week about how to, how to uh, uh, claim sevenfold restoration. And before we go, James chapter 4 verse 7 says, Therefore, I mentioned this earlier, but therefore submit to God. Mean doing things, submit to God means doing things His way. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's a promise from God. One old preacher said, if you ain't resisting, if he ain't fleeing, you're not resisting. Come on. If you're not fleeing, he ain't, re- if he ain't fleeing, you're not resisting, one old preacher said. Uh, and so, you know, if we're seeing chaos on a continual basis, obviously we're doing something wrong. And so we just need to make an adjustment. And that, you know, you need to have humility in that. God said he gives grace to the humble. If you need help, pride is your worst enemy. I mean, oh, I know I could do this. I know how. No. Just come before the Lord, bow your knee before, Father, I need your help in this area. I, I ask for your help, Father. I, I can't do this. I don't know what to do. I know you do. I'm coming back to you. I'm going to obey you. I'm going to serve you. And grace comes rushing into that situation. Man, grace is what will empower you to overcome anything in your life. Any sin, maybe it's not sin, maybe it's a habit you want to overcome. Maybe it's a, it's a personality trait that you want to change. Grace is what will enable you to do it. But grace comes only to the humble. Amen? Praise God. Deuteronomy 30, verse 3 says, Then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes. He restores. Glory to God. He restores our fortune. If you would, stand to your feet. I never like to end a service without giving an opportunity to those that don't know Jesus to receive Him into their hearts was Lord and Savior. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10 that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, that you shall be saved. Very simple. So if you believe, today is your day. There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. You will go to one of two places when you die. You either go to heaven if you have Jesus as Lord in your, in your heart as Lord and Savior, or you will go to hell. Jesus sends no one to hell. It wasn't created for humans. It was created for the devil and his rebellious angels. And so if you say, today, I want to receive this Jesus, it's a very simple but powerful prayer. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. You don't have to clean yourself up. You don't have to fix yourself up before you come. You come to him as you are, and he will give you the grace, the strength, the help to change the things that you need to change. Don't chance this. Don't say, well, I'll do this another time. You're not promised tomorrow. If you're watching online, you're not promised tomorrow. You could put your head on the pillow and your life may be required of you this very night. So today is your opportunity. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus. I want this Jesus you're talking about. I want eternal life. I'm going to give you that opportunity. On the count of three, I want you to lift your hands and I'll pray with you. One, two, three. If you want to pray to receive Jesus, I'll give you another moment. If you're watching online, I'll pray with you as well. Anybody in this house, 
Say, yes, I want to receive eternal life. For the sake of those watching online, we'll pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven. I repent of all my sin and I ask for your forgiveness. I give you my life. Do something with it. Cleanse me. Deliver me. Help me. I want to live for you. I believe I am now saved. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. A round of applause. Was that praying online? If you're watching and you live anywhere in the Lancaster area, we would love to have you here. 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. It's very important that you get plugged into a, a good church, a church that's alive, that's preaching and teaching the Word of God. Not every church is the same. And where you go to church is vital. It is crucial. And so we have an awesome church. We would love to meet you. And if you prayed that prayer and you live anywhere else, reach out to me. I have some materials I'd like to put into your hands to help you live this life uh, as successfully as Jesus intended it for you to have. The rest of us, let's lift our hands. I'll pray a blessing over you. Father, I pray a blessing over every person here. I declare they are the head and not the tail. I, Father, I pray supernatural strength to each one. I pray grace to come upon you right now to take you into this week that you may succeed in everything that you do. Father, I pray right now a hedge of protection around about them. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. No coronavirus, Delta variant, or any other sickness shall come near their home or their dwelling. I declare your body healed and well. I declare your body strong. I declare your mind quick, sharp, and alert. And I declare that because you are his beloved, that you shall have sweet sleep. And Father, let this be the best week they've ever had. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you tomorrow for prayer. You're now dismissed. Thank you for listening to the Life in Christ Church podcast. Help us to continue to share the message of faith with those all over the world. Visit licchurch.com forward slash give to partner with us today.